Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Our Hollywood. Sorry. I literally didn't even let you get a second. I know. I was, I was like, starting geez. immediately. Um, I'm Daniel. I'm Kim. And we have no guests today, like our OG podcasts. And it, we were going to do it like separately, but the Wi-Fi was just not working. My so, Wi-Fi in my house sucks. Yeah. So this is... Also, Dad, if you're listening, stop listening. <laughs> stop. My dad told me today that he listens to our podcast. I'm like... Absolutely not. No, yeah. The other day, my mom was like, she, I was gonna play music from her phone, and I, and like the recently listened was like our Hollywood, and I was like, you need to explain this right now, because mm. I told her not to listen because it, it just like makes me uncomfortable. No, yeah, I made, I literally almost started crying. I was like, please stop. <laughs> it's because like, Don't. then we, we're gonna think about our parents listening when we're recording, and it's gonna, yeah, and then the it's vibe. not authentic anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, because he's like, you dropped so many f bombs in your podcast, and I was like. And then he said something about white people, and I was like, the white savior episode, oh, yeah. and I was like... You're like, yes, out. I was like, please, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. And he was like, no, I need to know. And I was like, no, you don't. I need to know what? He's like, I need to get to know you He's better. And I was like, listen. maybe you can still talk, you could talk to me? He's going to listen. Yeah, I know. Stop. <laughs> I will start literally every episode being like, dad, cut it out. It's not even like we're saying anything unfamily friendly. It's just like, it, it gross. I mean, I'm talking about my family, though, a lot of times. I think I do, too. I talk about my family a lot, though. Yeah, you do. Especially, yeah. Oh, that, please don't listen to the body episodes. I literally told him, I was like, if, if actually, though, do not listen to the body image episodes. Just don't do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so our little topic today, just a fun little simple topic, is the broke student's guide to making short films. Well, I'm not a student anymore. We should just be like broke person. Okay. When you're titling it. The broke... Also, some people don't go to school. Oh, my God. It was just, like, a cute little name. I guess. <laughs> like, Me overanalyzing it. The Broke Girlies Guide. The Broke Besties Guide. Broke Besties Guide. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, making short films. Okay, so, Kim and I have both had our fair share of unprofessional set experience. Not unprofessional in terms of, like, they were Am- not acting. Like, amateur. Amateur, that's a better yeah. word. Um, and so, we're here to tell you how it went. Yeah, and maybe offer some advice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, I think we have learned things. And people always ask me, like, what, like, how did this happen? And I'm like, literally, you just have to do it. And the end. Thank you for listening. Like, literally, just do it. <laughs> and then figure it out as you go. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Because um, the, the first step is starting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You literally just have to do it. Like, because everyone has an idea, but then they don't never do it. You just literally have to start. As soon as you start, it'll get going. Um, but first, we're going to talk about what we watched this week. Okay. Oh, my God. So I wa- <laughs> I started watching The Challenge because I realized it was on what Hulu. One of the best reality TV shows to ever exist on this planet. I've never even heard I of it. I swear to God. Well, okay. I will save, like, everything for when we eventually do a reality TV episode. Mm-hmm. And I need to find somebody that is also just, like, obsessed with reality TV like I am because – Oh my god. It's literally everything you could want. It's like event like not adventure, but like action because there's challenges. Obviously the name is the challenge. Uh-huh. There's like romance because there's like boys and girls and everybody in between. And then <laughs> there's also what else is there? It's like Survivor. It's like Survivor meets like Are You the One? Because there's Are You the One contestants on it, meets like oh. just like 
pure on trash because they'll go out <laughs> they'll go out to clubs too okay. so they'll do challenges they'll go out to clubs and then also like people are hooking up like in between and then like it's like bad girl club too because sometimes they're like really mean to each other oh my god it's so good it's so good it's like a spin-off it came from the real world and this other show called road rules which was like deep in the mtv archives but the real world was very very groundbreaking when it first came out but like why because it was like the first reality tv show to actually have diverse cast oh. and also like it had like the first oh the person, real world yeah the first okay. person like that was i think i think he had hiv like oh. currently and he was like living and it was really important for the time mm-hmm. because hiv people with hiv had been like vil- vilified yeah so it was like a big deal that this person was on so that's why i really like it and then it turned like they go from there to like the challenge and then now they get people from like big brother they get people are they from, in like, a house yeah they're in a house i think i've seen this show probably i feel like everybody's seen is it, it like artificial point. like the outside is fake too I don't it know. looks it lo- it's like a mansion they live in oh i there was this weird reality show where they were trapped inside a house big brother no oh it was called the glass house horrible one season oh. it got canceled mm-hmm. and it was like this show has been going on i think they're on like season 38 oh so then it's it's, experience. it's going on forever and now they're bringing in people from like survivor big brother are like uh, other um mtv shows because the real world isn't a thing anymore um mm-hmm. so they have to pull from everything else and it's just so good i've been watching it well i watched it with my mom when i was a kid and then i kind of like fell out of it because i didn't have cable <laughs> and that's the only place you could watch it mm-hmm. um and then i saw on hulu that they had three seasons on there and i was like oh my god the og ones or new ones? no no it's newer ones okay. i mean they're i think they're on season 37 or 38 right now because my mom's currently watching the season that's on right now and mom was like you're watching dirty 30 that was so long ago and i was like okay gatekeeper yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm because i was like talking to her about the drama i was like can you believe that mm-hmm. happened and she was like what do you that was so long ago. Like, so much has happened since then. I was like, I'm catching up, okay? So I watched the entirety of season 30, and I'm almost done with season 31. I only have one season to go. But it's on. It's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. I mean, I'm not going to oh, get God. Paramount+. Plus, but I keep saying that, actually, but I, I yeah. also said that about HBO Max. I said that about Disney+. Okay, but Plus. HBO Max went hard. No, they did. Yeah. Yeah. HBO Max, please. We're literally on our knees, like, no, begging yeah. you. Anyways, so I've been watching that. For, and then, for a sponsorship. Oh, yeah, for a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even finish. <laughs> um, but I really love that show. I can't wait to talk about it on a reality TV episode, like, in depth, because mm-hmm. it's I have so many feelings about it. Uh, and then I watched um, Moxie today. Okay. And whoa, was that, like, up and down? It was really a roller coaster of emotions. Okay, my synopsis The Red is, Bull is kicking in hard yeah i got a red bull because okay if i didn't though it would be bad like i would be absolutely i wouldn't even be here (laughs) like you would be doing the podcast by yourself to be honest um that's why i needed it i was like i need to do this oh it's working yeah okay good yeah as it should be i paid like three dollars for it and it needed to give me the energy Mm -hmm. anyways so i watched moxie today my synopsis is um definitely creeping on white feminism Mm -hmm. absolutely definitely girl bossing the riot girl movement which i don't know (laughs) um but overall i liked it a lot more than i thought and also nico haraga is like like we needed him way before we needed noah centineo and yeah i'm really happy that we're making the shift to nico i think netflix was like oh no more no no netflix like has been killing it with like the asian hotties like recently 
<laughs> and I love to see it. Okay. But also, we need some like average looking Asians as well. Because you know how like average what's Asian it? representation. Hassan Minaj. Minaj. I literally don't know Hassan, who that is. You don't know who look, that look is. It up. Wait, are you? I hope you're not calling him an average Asian. No, no, no. He says in an interview, he's like, it's either like. Oh, 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 oh! I know what you're, you're saying. Like, cause like they also, yeah, cause they, that was nothing. Nothing. Came yeah. Out of my mouth. I did. I, I watched like a. Well, I went to like this little like webinar with Rachel Bloom, and she was talking about how like a lot of times Asian characters are like super over sexualized, whether it's guys this or guy. girls. I literally don't know who that is. Oh, his show is really good. It got canceled though. Um, but yeah, he was saying, he said in an interview, <laughs> he was like, it's either like you're super buff, super like Henry Golding, like super hot, or you're like the nerdy like side character. There's That's no true. like regular looking Asian okay. people. With or, the context, there that is, makes sense. Because I was like, what are you Yeah, saying? yeah. And he was saying like, because like there's a lot of like average looking white men in <laughs> film and television yeah. that like are completely fine and embedded in society, but there's like no Asian characters. There is so That's many what I was. Yeah. Men. There's too many. <laughs> There's a plethora of yeah, average. Yeah, you don't need any more. We really don't. Um. Anyways, yeah, I liked it way more than I thought because okay. everybody has been talking about it. So I, was I like, have not seen. Okay, any. in my side of the universe. Okay. Like I've had multiple people ask me if I watch it. Why? Because they, I don't know, because they really liked it or they really hated it. It was well, like very polarizing. It. You should. You should. Polarizing. Pun intended. Oh, because Amy Poehler directed it. it. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you can definitely tell that an older white woman wrote it. You can usually tell. Y- yes, with the most peace and love possible. No, I, I love Amy Poehler. Yeah, me too. Um, I just think people are dragging it way too much. Like, I don't think it was meant to be, like, movie. revolutionary. Yeah. Like, I think it's cool that they're introducing, like, Riot Girl and that movement to, like, a new generation. Mm-hmm. And also, Yeah. I just hate how they write male characters, like especially bully characters, because it's like a lot of the times white men in high school are literally oblivious to the ignorant acts that they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they're not like blatantly because in one scene, this, no the guy, the guy literally like, opens the girl's coke and spits in it, and I was like, nobody, nobody does that. For what reason? To like harass her. To like, uh, you have to watch the movie. It's a really easy watch um it, and it's <laughs> yeah like it's they're literally yeah the harassment is in real life is not that thought out but ultimately it's supposed to be like a comedy overall so like right. i think that's another reason why i'm like people need to relax because at the end of the day it's comedy so with like some social justice in in between you know what do you think of the term but, social justice warrior i don't i, I really, don't like how it's been spinned yeah because people are like oh the social justice warrior i'm like i don't like why would I not? Yeah, why is that be a bad thing? A justice or a warrior for social justice. Yeah. Like, where's the insult? I think it's just like, I think like Fox News has just like completely oh, yeah. torn up that word. Someone called me a social justice warrior the other day. I'm like, I, like if you were trying to offend me, that did is, not are work. Are you trying? Yeah, I was like, is that is a and, full compliment to me? Yeah. What? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, um, I'm standing up for others. Oh my god fucking sue me god damn weird yeah i don't know it could have been better but i liked it okay i'll have to watch it because i honestly didn't even know it existed oh just kidding yes i did because like tina fey and amy poehler did like the heart thing at the 
Golden Globes. The hard thing. Do, don't be oh, like drawn. They did yeah. have their I made a TikTok about that today. <laughs> okay. Um, I literally don't think I watched. Any- oh, just kidding. Okay, so I started rewatching the MCU stuff because, mm-hmm. like, truly, I don't remember anything before Civil War. Nothing. Like, yeah, it's not even in my brain because I was like ten years ago. Um, so and we, also we were like not developed like brain. Yeah, Our brains so, like, were not developed as much. It's, we weren't thinking about it that hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, well, we're doing it in like timeline order. So it was like you and your family. No, me and Gracia, oh. my friend Gracia. So we started with Captain America. What a boring movie. I'm so sorry, Captain America and Chris Evans. I love but, it. To be fair, Winter Soldier is very entertaining. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. In my, from yeah. what I remember, I really liked it yeah. and Civil War. Yeah. But I I thought I loved the first Captain Mark America and then I watched it and I was like I'm glad you said it because I've been dying to say it, but I just don't want to get attacked. I love the character. Oh yeah. Captain Well, Mar- he's a little it's too patriotic for me. But it's literally military propaganda. Oh yeah. And also <laughs> I didn't I found out from Twitter that like Marvel has like a deal with the US military. Yeah. Well that's how they're able to like use all that stuff. I just thought they bought it. <laughs> well, again, I wasn't thinking about it that deeply when I was watching the movies yeah. as a kid. Um, and then I watched Iron Man 1 and 2, and I... The second Iron Man should not exist. I really liked it. I just really liked how it was, like, showing... The villain was, like, a product of Tony's, like, arrogance and, like, what he did in the first Iron Man. I thought it was interesting. Okay. And, that's fair. Um, I liked them both. Captain Marvel, uh, I just think... I think that's all of Tony Stark's, like, endeavors is, like, all of his yeah, inventions it, that's come like, back to bite him. Yeah. That's, like, his over arching theme um but yeah i liked iron man too smart for his own is everyone hating on iron man 2 or is the third one they hate on no there's one one that everyone's child so i think people like that one because they brought like some humanity to it is the second one the one that everyone i think so because it's just me liking it it's okay darby likes cars too and i literally have fought with her over that i haven't even seen any cars it's literally it's literally pitch perfect three but cars it's like spies Yes. How can a car be a spy? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. So my current... Oh, I'm going to give you my current MCU ranking and we'll see if it updates. Oh, you have like a whole spreadsheet? No, on Letterboxd. Where is oh. my Letterboxd? Don't go looking for it, though. Um, <laughs> it's not... Well, I don't know. I wish you could make it private. Oh, my God. Please. Letterboxd, if you're listening, please. You can't? No. I don't think so. Not that I've found. I haven't looked that hard. But so my official MCU ranking is... Oh, you can do that? I didn't even know you could yeah, do that. Fine. Wow. Um, so my number one is WandaVision from the ones I've seen. And WandaVision is like you most You haven't finished fresh. it yet? No, I didn't. Oh. Well, I'm not a huge fan of the ending, but it was... I don't spoil it for me. I'm going to okay. binge watch it. Yeah, because... With the new, with the Winter Soldier one, I'm going to do the week to week because now I'm like, oh my God, I have so much content and you have to watch. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like, I don't know if I... I mean, I'm still going to do it, but like... I don't know if I care that much about those characters. I don't, but I want to be a part of, like, the, the theories. Okay. Like, I want to know what's going on. Oh, God, I have the theories. Anyway, so my number one is WandaVision. Number two is Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everyone hated it. I really liked it. My third one is Iron Man. I like um, all the Iron Man movies. I, I just don't thought like, I didn't. But really. watching them back, I'm like, oh, they're fun. Yeah. Um, if you don't think about, like, Tony Stark being a complete a-hole and, like... Well, he's, he's, he's like, he's just, like, insecure. <laughs> yeah well he has he has daddy issues oh a like hundred thousand percent that's the root of all of his issues mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, he was my favorite for a while, but now I'm kind of embarrassed to say that he's my favorite. He's annoying, but like... Especially with the David Dobrik comparisons, I'm like, I don't want I him. literally said that to Gracie. I was like, he's David. if David Dobrik was like, had at least an inch of a brain, he would be Tony well, Stark. Well, David Dobrik stole his personality from Tony Stark. No. You know, like, because I used to be a fan of David Dobrik, and like, he literally... Wait, should we drag David Dobrik really quickly? I really want to. <laughs> I don't even care. Well, okay, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Captain America. Need, I don't think we need to. No, I really want to, because I've been like itching to say this okay can i start since you yeah. literally you literally just took a deep breath yeah. <laughs> um i was a former stan Me too. i literally like it was kind of before his videos were, like super popping off i like watched every single time he uploaded like um from and, vine right like did you get no i knew i'm on vine but I just, like it was like kind of towards the beginning of him uploading his youtube videos that i kind of got into him and then just over time i've just been like i don't know if this is my sense of humor anymore but also his videos went from like harmless little i'm here with my buddies Mm -hmm. to like i'm going to destroy the hopes and dreams of my that's the thing is like he made a made uh it was very innocent at first for sure Mm -hmm. and it made i think that's why we were so we as in like the collective like fans X fans, X fans of him, or even current fans. I don't know. Um, you got so comfortable with him, and so like when he started acting out, you just didn't even think about it because he has like this super nice guy persona that you just kind of like took whatever he said like mm-hmm. at face value, and you didn't really th- question it or anything. So with everybody, like, I've been watching all the clips that have been like resurfacing, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh my god, how that heck did he i'm trying to use f less f bombs um how did he get away what with was the saying? moment before this what was the moment where you're watching a video and you're like this is weird like do you remember because i remember mine where i was like i'm done with this this is like um, not out of hand no i think i just was like Gradually. this is definitely for men and i don't think it's funny anymore mm-hmm. like it's just very cheap humor and yeah. i don't care like when it all turned into like pranks and like flamethrowers i was just like yeah it's not and like celebrity cameos that's like the newer ones because now he has the clout to do that but i think mine was when so he started doing like these pranks and they started getting more and more like Mm mean-spirited and he did one where like so they have this friend called jonah his name by the way is not even jonah they call him that because he looks like jonah hill which is which he doesn't his his name is a fat joke essentially what they call him his existence to them is a fat joke literally he's the fat enemy of um yeah. The block squad, and it's horrible. And like, um, do we both have pictures of Toddy Smith? No, this is him doing the Sharknado. Do you remember the Sharknado? No, the dance moves that I made up in high school. Oh. I was so annoying about it. And then this is Zane doing it. Oh my god, I met Todd, I met Todd and Scott before they even knew David, like because I liked them on Vine. Oh, you want to see something? I, I have a picture of Todd, I'll, I'll send it to you. I have a picture with David, and it's disgusting. Uh, both of us don't look good which is like i kind of like that both of us look bad in it because mm-hmm. it like fits the vibes i hit it deep in the depth oh god it's on my instagram guys if you scroll down to like the justice league premiere but what i was gonna say is so he has the, the friend jonah he like i don't remember what he did what david was quote unquote punishing him for but like he wants to be an actor jonah wants to be an actor and so what david, oh yeah do you re- i literally yeah. was like I truly would press charges against it. So he like made up a fake like 
he said that Seth Rogen was like calling him. He had a Seth Rogen impersonator call him and set up a fake meeting for a fake like potential movie role for him. And then right towards the end was when David was like, oh, this is all fake. And even in his face, you can see that that was like heartbreaking. That's like too much. Like Jonah actually looked really fucking sad. Yeah. What's his real name? I don't even know. Nick. His real name's Nick. And I don't even remember like, because this whole Seth prank, I don't even remember that. Because I didn't watch every single vlog, but like, Oh my god, you look so little. Kim is showing me a picture of her. And, uh, this is Saad. 2014. Is this archived? No, I, this is all of my fan <gasps> pictures. My, my feed was like this. Too. All of my fan <laughs> pictures are just open to display. It yeah. shows the growth. I think. I, I, that's if I, I ever get like a little bit bigger on like YouTube or something, I'm definitely archiving them yeah. and making a YouTube video about it. Okay. And being like going through my archived Instagram pictures. <laughs> okay. Well, I have too much time by myself. Yeah. Well, anyway, in conclusion, uh, David is out of control. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. For listening. I can't wait for D'Angelo Wallace to make a video about it. He's very well researched. Yeah. That's why I like his videos. Because sometimes the T-Spill channels, I'm just like, it's a little too... It's just a recap. Yeah. Like, I like the in-depth analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're critically thinking. Yeah. You know? Um, Anyways, that's... Uh, we spent so long talking about that. No, it's not 36 minutes. We were on. Oh, okay, this okay. was open while we were doing the ad read. Oh, okay. Uh, which, by the way, we're going to start doing ad reads on here because we need money to, like, improve the quality of this podcast with, like, and microphones. And also trademark, and... LLPs, well, don't, you know. don't say it because then someone's going to. No. I don't know. If you really care that much about us, I think you need to reevaluate. Like, okay, life good point. Choices. Anyway, so, yeah, we need money. So, there are going to be ad reads on episodes starting right now anyway so let's get you started can on the put topic. where the ad reads are yeah oh wow anchor crazy <laughs> so easy yeah. right okay we finished that right um so first we're gonna start with our mm, like our very very no no oh, we're not starting we should that? we should start because we atg was not the first project we both no. worked on so i think we should start A with history? the very first well, I only have one other project I've worked on that's like I could talk about. The 1227? Yeah. You should talk about the horror one. Okay, let's do a quick little IMDb for ourselves of short films. Oh, I only have one. Mine's three. It's... Oh, 1227? No, but, uh, and ATG. I'm counting ATG. Oh, okay, so I have two. Okay, so explain. So that. I have really quickly. only two short films that I've ever worked on, 1227 and All That Glitters. Mm-hmm. And then mine was um, when I made in high school it was like a purge fan film um the it was purge good blood ties okay i like it and then the second one i made was clickbait and then the third one i made was okay clickbait kind of ties into what we were just talking about so that david dobert tangent was not out of nowhere oh um, yeah because <laughs> i had oh, to tie yeah. it to something um and then the third one was at all that glitters for those who do not know what that acronym is so what do you want to talk about what you did on each one? <laughs> um, 1227, I was like a producer, okay. And I'll talk more about like what I actually did in a second. And then all that glitters, I was the originator of the story and mm-hmm. the director. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then for the purge, uh, blood ties, I directed and wrote it, which <laughs> was a lot. And I did not know. And then Clickbait, I also directed and wrote. And then ATG, I wrote. 
I, initially it was and just you produced to be honest yeah initially I was just writing and then I also became set designer and producer and just whatever needed to be done but that's what ends up happening when you're working on the short film yeah and we'll get into that we'll get into it um sorry didn't ATG first well should we talk about our very first projects like how it went or what? yeah because I think that sets it up to ATG like your first expectations for what happened no like talking about what I did on the first film that okay, I worked on. Isn't that what you just did though? No, I didn't say what I did though. Like I said, I produced, but like oh, there was okay. more to it. I didn't just like, cause I think, okay. So basically overall these like titles are way more than what you would actually be doing on a set. Like you definitely yeah. take up a lot more like room. So like basically as a producer for this, I was like a location scout. I was like the biggest thing that I did as well. And like you also like help out on set. Like if you need like a script supervisor, if like someone doesn't show up for likes, like you do that. The producer is kind of just like fill in wherever yeah. it needs to be on a short film, at least like a school short film. I don't know, but like an actual like, set short film oh obviously. yeah this whole thing is just us talking about like amateur short films yeah um like there are no unions this is literally we're all just messing around which i'm sure the people listening are not like yeah you know yeah for sure um and so the biggest thing i remember doing it doing for it was location scouting and there was like a cafe scene so i had to like research like different cafes in the area i feel like it's a lot easier to location scout when you're not in la because in la like they're so used to people wanting to film different places yeah. you have to get permits and you have to yeah. but when you're outside of la you no one cares no one cares and like legal teams if, don't do this if you're actually like yeah cover your ears yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um let's pretend like we got our permits and yeah. everything's fine but really all i did was i went in there and i was like hey can we use your cafe um and it ended up working out because the people that owned the shop were Kalu alumni okay. so they were like way more of them willing to help but the second one i had to secure was the movie theater it was a movie theater scene. Was it Regal? Yeah. Oh, I can. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see that. Yeah. And so I had to ask, like, my manager, and we had to talk to, like, the district manager, talk about, like, what the parameters are. Like, we're not allowed to show any logos. We're not, to show, we're not allowed to show any workers that are on the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to, like, come, like, while it was closing, essentially. Okay. So um, that's what I did mostly. And then... I also helped. I'm much more like a person that as a producer, I really like making ideas happen. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's like, I want to do this, but I don't know how, or like I have this idea, but I don't know where I'm like the person that I like to figure out, make those visions come to life. That's why I really like producing. Um, And yeah, I remember the biggest set experience that I remember that I was there like, pretty much the whole day was at the movie theater because I was like kind of the lead on that um, scene. Um, I remember we had to like figure out how to make it look like a movie was playing. So we literally bounced a studio light off of, sorry, off of the actual screen. And the other producer 
he literally stood in front of the light and like just <gasps> like moved his hands in front of it and it looked so amazing cool. it yeah. looked so good and that's another thing is like you just get creative you literally just have to figure things out yeah exactly and then like our boom stopped working so we had to get one of the other girls to get an iphone and like like lay underneath like the seats like behind them yeah you know what would be so fun if we if we like for our youtube channel if we like you know how they do those like directors watch the scene if we like went back and watched their like directors commentary oh, yeah. on our own show yeah films. yeah for sure we'll do it when atj comes out but um and i was also i went one day to the set of 1227 they were doing i think them some bedroom scenes oh yeah in camarilla yeah and i was like oh fun because that was the first like fancier short film set that i had been on because the other two that i had been on were literally just me with the camera with your dslr yeah and uh it wasn't even mine it wasn't both short films the camera was not mine <laughs> and i just barely got a dslr but um so the first one i did was the purge uh blood ties i don't remember what year it was i want to say it was like maybe junior year of high school because i asked you that was junior year right because you it were there. It was my senior year, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was junior year of high school. Um, and I essentially did everything, but I didn't know that I was going to have to do everything. Because, I, again, I didn't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So it was just me figuring everything out. Um, and But I guess the core of that would be, like, writing, directing, producing. Um, but it's not like it was anything that complicated. Uh, that was just, like, if I have to put a title on it, that's yeah what it was um and we'll get a little bit more into that when we get there and i did the same for clickbait um i think atg was the first where i was like collaborating with other people on the creative aspect of it because like for the first two short films yes there was other people helping me there but it was more of like a i was telling them what to do Mm -hmm. and where in all that glitters it was like everyone's bringing something to table i don't know if that made sense at all um so there's like more people like to cover the ground refer as you were like kind of like the first ones you were doing literally everything but yeah like each person had their own job yeah um okay so let's talk about all our gooders so this short film is not out yet but it will be out soon this year yes this year 100 100 this year over my dead body like it needs to be out this year okay Calm down at the Red Bull. Um, it's true though. It no, yeah, we've started filming it in 2019. <laughs> it is now 2021, so it has been a long. Well, time. to be fair, like majority of 2020 didn't count. No, it doesn't count. No, it is not. So on we've the been working timeline. on it for like a year. Yeah, it literally doesn't count. No, it was like a blip. No, because literally we couldn't do anything at anything. all. The last day that we were supposed to film the last scene <laughs> was the day that it. COVID, like, was, Lockdown. like, that was, like, when everything shut down. Yeah. Like, people so were flying timing, home. Perfect. Yeah. Um, we had, okay, hold on. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So, basically, I had this, like, uh, little short story that I had written that's, like, kind of noir-inspired. And I've been sitting on it since my freshman year. And I, every freaking summer, I tried to write a script. And I just absolutely have no idea how to write a script. Now I have a better idea because I've been, like, reading scripts. And, like, I kind of – it's kind of just choose your own adventure. However yeah. you want to write the script is how you want to write the script. Um, there's really no formula to do it. And I thought there was. So that's why I was like, I can't. 
I can't do this. And also I didn't understand story arcs. And so <laughs> I knew Daniel had just, we haven't really talked. Like once you went off to college, we kind of like didn't really, we talked like every once in a while, but like. I think I was still butthurt about the purge situation. Really? I didn't know you were butthurt. I, it it was it. like, it wasn't like a super butthurt. I was just like, cause I was also butthurt at other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now I truly do not care because I see how I'm actually glad you were not there. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if that was our first project no. together. i don't think we would definitely not be recording this podcast right no. now because that was a disaster no from start yeah. to finish i think it was better that we didn't like it seemed like bad in the moment but like oh. now it's we're grateful it was a mess <laughs> but yeah i truly yeah i don't care at all like i literally have no hard feelings about anyone involved in that <laughs> because i'm like honestly even uh, most the of them that, are your friends still so i didn't know some of the people that Oh, Ra- oh yeah yeah Rachel yeah we'll get into her. it um, um but yeah so I got over my anxiety of asking Daniel or mm-hmm. asking anybody for favors and I was like I need help can you please like write this like I want to submit it to a film festival. also the way I knew you wanted it because she would she had brought it up to me like two or three times yeah well I at that point I was genuinely trying to figure it out by myself oh. and I don't like asking anybody for favors like or help or anything at all so because I had already asked you and then I was like, maybe he would. And then I was like asking my friends, I was like, do you think my friend would want to? I don't know. What? You ask other people if Yeah, because I can't I couldn't make decisions for myself. Um... I was very anxious all the time in the beginning of college. Anyways, so I got back from my study abroad. I had like my coming of age moment. And <laughs> then I was like, we need to get things done. Like I want to experience things. Like I've been spending two years in college and I haven't even like really helped on a film at all like let's go like we're gonna regret our time in college like we're spending way too much money to be here in the first place let's do it so i asked you to right like adapt it Mm -hmm. and we like did it i i remember when i was like as soon as you told me i was like okay great let's get started because i was already thinking about this really like yeah because like i I, you I remember when you were writing that story, you asked me to spell check, like to look. Oh yeah, I did. Before, so I, I shit at grammar. Yeah, these characters were already in my head, and then I remember when you told me that you were like adapting it. I was like, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to like impede. Wow. But I already had like I was like, we need to add this character, blah blah, like this, switch this up a little bit. And I think the biggest thing that um, that I wanted to, I don't know. If, like that I wanted to change a little bit for the short film version was the ending. But once I explained it to you, you were on board. I yeah. it was like she's gonna say no. Really? Yeah. Well, that was Mean Kim. I had I had I had more experience with Mean Kim before oh, the yeah. short film, so I was like, Kim is literally gonna say no to this idea. Kim was bitter. Yeah, and then I explained it to you, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. And I was yeah. like, oh, fun, great, I'll write it. And then yeah, because I, I literally didn't understand how to adapt it into like a three arc narrative. Like mm-hmm. I had no clue. Um. So yeah, and then I pitched it to my film club, and then. You got started. The rest is history. Not really. Well, okay, step by step. So first, I don't know what you did before this, but my first thing for the thing, other than writing it, was the auditions. Oh, okay. And I I don't know about you, but I, as soon as we saw each of the people we casted, I knew we were going to cast them. Yeah, 100%. Okay, well, okay. So casting was so hard for me because I had been sitting with these characters for literally oh, yeah. like three years at this point. So I already had like an idea of what I want to look at, look them to look like, yeah. you know, <laughs> but my school is very small and there's not that many actors at my school. So I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to 
find somebody mm-hmm. that I had like I that fits this character in my yeah. head especially like jesse because he's like the older character um so he had to look a little bit older than everybody else and i was just like i don't know anybody like i don't know what i'm gonna do um and then so we had auditions and for our main character vivian also fun fact did we do it in character order how did we do that no it was just like people signed up on the outside and we just kind of went down a list um Fun fact, the main character, Moxie, that we were talking about earlier, her character name is Vivian, but it's spelled differently. Um, but I love that name. And I we had gone through so many people, and I was just like, I don't know like if anybody has, like, yeah. stuck. Yeah, Kim was so stressed, because we had already, like, kind of fan cast with, like, each of the people that were holding the auditions. We had each had, like, our own little idea of who we... I don't think we talked about it, though. No, but everyone, I had it written down. Darby had it written down. Oh, really? girl that, we all had like thoughts about like who oh. we wanted. Like I had a little star next to like the Joshes and like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we had that for everyone except the main character, Vivian. And Kim was like, I literally don't want any of them. Like flat out. I was like, Kim, they, I think they can hear you. Because like we were in a little like, I don't even know. But it was to, a studio and doors closed. And it's, it was still stressing me out. I was like, Kim. And it's she was soundproof. Like, Oh, yeah, it's 100% that soundproof. But Kim was like, I literally didn't like any of them. And I was like, okay. Like, we were going to stop them, weren't we? Yeah, we were literally, (laughs) it was like, because it was about closing time. I was like, I got to go to sleep. Like, I got to do homework. Like, I got to go. And then at the last minute, these two girls came. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing before, but they came. They were at work, I think. That's what they said. I don't know. And they came in. The first girl came in, and I was like, okay. And then the second girl came in, and I was like, we you were, could tell on my face already. Like, on, she was all reading. of our faces. We were like... We had no poker face at all. Yeah. Which you should, but we didn't. Yeah, I'm really bad at poker. If I, it was if, just I, if I'm liking it, like, I'm, I need you to know. And the funny thing is, I talked to her after... Riley. Riley. I talked to her after, and she was like, I didn't think I did good at all. Like, I thought, like, you guys... I thought I completely killed it. Like, in a bad way. No, I... As soon as she got... In, like, I'm not even kidding. As soon as she walked in, I was like, it's... I know we're going to cast her. I literally was like, I know Same. it. Yeah, because I've, I've seen her around campus before, but oh. I never talked to her. But, like, she was one of the people I was like, I hope they come into auditions. Because yeah. I didn't know any of these people, so I yeah. couldn't, like, I knew one girl and I asked her to camp, come in and, like, audition. But, like, I don't really know any people that were actors at my school. And I always saw her around and I was like. Well, who came in with Riley, the girl that we cast as, um. Mm-mm. Oh, we didn't cast her? No, I cast her in a different thing, though. Oh, 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 okay. But she was also really good. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. That was, like, the hardest thing. I literally was, like, having a stress all the time about it. She was. I, I, was I remember, stressed. I was like, I don't know. Because that character means, like, the world to me. Yeah. And Riley killed it. She absolutely did. She um, bodied that. Also, I noticed in the last po- podcast that I say absolutely way too much. So I'm going to stop. I say a lot of words way too much. But I try to make it, like, easy to follow. I don't want to yeah. use, like, a ton of big words yeah. to... I just think abso- me saying absolutely is really annoying. I say 100% a lot. I think I say that, too. <laughs> um, and so that was the auditions. And as soon as that, like, got started, everything was like, okay, now we... It was so funny watching, because we recorded all the auditions. It was so funny to, like, look back at all the people to, like, refresh our memories and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we recorded them. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. It's super fun. I think auditions are, like, kind of one of the funnest things. Uh, 
by far yeah because you also get to see because like we gave each character uh a little like monologue Side. that each of them had yeah. yeah um that each of them had in the script and so it was really interesting to see how different people interpreted different yeah. things yeah yeah i was like i was like i never thought i was like i never thought about it like that. yeah and it was also hard from like a director standpoint like giving people notes because i had never done that before i literally didn't know who, who was it someone was like oh any notes and i was like where's those good notes i thought they just came in said it and left um you should okay that's another thing you should always do it at least once with notes yeah like giving the person direction and that also helps you as a director to see if they can take direction which is like a huge thing that i learned not like out of this project but like other projects like i didn't realize how important that was to give the notes yeah because you want a person that can take the note because like imagine like going on set and and they do the exact same yeah over and over again no matter how many notes you do yeah um yeah i remember so like our character of i'm not remembering his name the evil one jesse 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 um he went through like three name changes yeah that's why i was like i don't even remember bo was bo one of them he had a weird name blaze 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 um (laughs) and so uh Joshua came in for to audition for. Did he audition for? No, we switched him. Yeah, he for the other because I didn't have Jesse on the table. Yeah, because he's the older character, and I was like, I don't. Yeah, and so anybody he. Here. Yeah, he came in and he did the audition for the other character, and I was like, hold up, let's ask him to audition for the other one, and then he did, and literally we were all floored. I remember when he did the uh, oh, Jesse yeah. monologue. As soon as he left, I was like, it's like so it's him, it's right? Like the most important scene for that character and he body i literally was like scared chills. i was like oh yeah my because like it, it felt real yeah like a little too real i was like i'm scared and so <laughs> i don't know i just think it was perfect and also the the other character the other josh played oh my god it was Wrong. it's been a year whatever <laughs> noah noah so the other character of noah who plays like the love interest essentially um when he that's not how i had imagined him at all but as soon as he started acting oh my gosh, i was like i totally forgot about that. he literally rewrote the character yeah because he was not he wasn't not a like a big character at all he was maybe in like two scenes yeah like it wasn't a big character at all and then when he came in and read we i was like when he walked out i was like we need to give that before kid more we lines. even had casted him kim was like add him more scenes yeah and so there he comes back like which i think helped the story a lot it helped it so much yeah. Like, it definitely gave it a, a layer of depth to mm-hmm. it because, like, I feel like in, it's, like, a very – when you're in the world with, like, Vivian and Jesse, it's very much a different type of energy. Yeah. And I wanted the parallels, and I didn't know how to do that, and we did it with, like, kind of, like, a love interest. And also, person. not he was great not only because, like, he gave the character a new life that we hadn't really considered yet, but also, like, there's this one scene where I was, like, I literally don't know what I want him to say here at all so like figure it out because i literally like i couldn't yeah. because i didn't want it to sound cheesy and i wanted it was it to like sound a romantic natural. kind of scene like like this is like the part of the movie where you're like oh, oh like, that's what he is yeah you know? yeah um and i i was like i can't i had written like i think like 60 different lines and i was like every single one of these sounds like a hallmark movie line <laughs> and so i didn't want any of them so i left it blank and, and I, I didn't even notice until the day of i was yeah. like i was like in the back of my head because you were thinking about so many things and then it just like completely and then we got there i looked at the script i was like <laughs> i was like 
they didn't come up with the line. Yeah. And so I asked him, I was like, did you? Because I, I told him in the beginning, I was like, we don't have this line of dialogue yet. We'll get there. Yeah. But like, you know, simmer on it. Whatever you think the character, like, we totally want your input in it too. And then we got there and he was like, actually, I do have a line. I don't remember it right now. I, I don't remember the exact line, but I remember you sent me the video and I was like, yeah, uh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have to watch the movie. Yeah, when it's out. But it out. Um, so, yeah, I think that. I was a little floored. And I think that's another thing is like trusting your actors, like for real, because um, and allowing them to have the room to like get creative, especially like on an amateur set, because a lot of times they're doing this for free and they're just looking for experience mm-hmm. on a set and also stuff where they're real. So it's good to have like running different types of tones with them, giving them kind of different motivations and seeing what fits best, especially you want more on the editing floor than less. Mm -hmm. Because imagine you get to the editing floor and then you, the scene does not match that line. And I don't have to imagine it's happened to me multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I think it's important to do at least have at least four good takes in my head on an amateur set i feel like that's reasonable yeah it it, it is especially because like everyone's tired like a lot mm-hmm. of the time um i don't know but uh, we'll get into that more in a little bit of our tips but so after we after we did the auditions after kim emailed everyone was like you got the part um the first scene we shot was the opening scene mm-hmm. and it was on hollywood boulevard which we again, also did not have permits for location scouting um I, was, I think I went to that spot literally three times before we No, I it. was there the other day, like almost a year exactly to the day that we shot it, but I didn't realize it. Oh, that's crazy. And I was like, oh my God, this is weird. Because I saw the Fonda Theater and I was like, why does why do I know what this is? And I was like, oh my God, this is where Rule or whatever his name was Yeah, playing. Rule. Because like, so I guess- I still don't know who that is. I think he's a singer. He's like a little blonde boy. Okay. <laughs> he's like a Shawn Mendes type. Um, but so- the first scene has the Hollywood scene, Hollywood sign in the background, and it's outdoors. So this was already a huge situation, and like we had literally no control over the environment. No, yeah, <laughs> and we showed up, and the little street that we wanted was right next to the a line of teenage girls who were in line to see Rule, and I was like, oh my god, because I just assumed we would have like the street tour house, which is stupid because it was Hollywood. I didn't, I didn't even think to check like the shows. Because like, were why happening. would that cross your mind? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but. We take starting to talk and then taking a sip of water. Um, so we did that scene, and it, it was the first day, so it was kind of a mess. Um, As it will be, it, yeah. The first day on any set is going to be a mess, especially when you're working with new people that you never worked with before. Usually, especially in an amateur set, like you're just kind of trying to figure out the, the dynamic. Okay, like what's going that's on. a better word. Yeah. The vibes. Because, like, you really... I didn't know anyone except Kim. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I... You were very much social butterfly that day. Well, I, I used to be... It's because that was, like, your first experience with college, Daniel. Because, like, high school Daniel would not talk to anyone. And then I got to college and I was like, well, that's not a choice. That is literally not an option that I have. Yeah. So, like, you just have to be a social butterfly. Like, if you're shy, literally make it stop. Make it. Yeah. No, it was a hor- It was not, like, stre- not horrible. It was stressful, but, like... It worked because half almost all the people that worked on that project have been on our podcast. Yeah, like we're still friends with them. We're like we would work with them again. So like, I think that experience was very helpful. Um, 
So we started shooting, um, I don't want to go day by day for each like scene that we shot, but like, yeah, I just want to talk about the big scenes, I guess. Is like, what was, what do you consider the, like the, the biggest set piece? Cause like the outdoor, the outdoor restaurant. I, for me, it was the house. Oh, okay. I think for me, it wasn't because I've filmed in that house before. So I was kind of like familiar. Well, I just, I think for uh, like the reason I thought it was like that was because these were the two scenes that are in the house are the two most important scenes. Okay. So like. Oh God, the day, hold on. No, say it. That was it. Okay. I was going to say like when it's like the climax of the movie, I had like such a sick lighting design idea in my head. And then when I saw it come to life, I was like literally about to cry. It was my favorite day on set. I literally had so much fun in that. Well, that was like my second favorite day. My first favorite day was the intimate scene with Noah and Vivian. That was like my first favorite because it everything was just like falling into place that was like the only day that everything went right yeah <laughs> um, um but the light oh my god i just love lighting design so much and that's another thing another note on like making a short film is like sometimes you'll have to compromise yeah. like your idea because it's just not practical with the skill set around you and that's not like a diss at all because no. i didn't have the skill set either i could not tell you how to make it a noir set um it's just kind of something you have to learn as you go and i think if i went to if i could go back i would absolutely take a little bit more time to figure out the lighting myself so i could do it just from my own knowledge because it's something that i really am interested in i've always been interested in like noir very harsh lighting and i i would like to do that eventually Mm -hmm. like actually um but i was in college i was in my senior year so like i really did not have time i had like two jobs yeah it just was not practical for me but if i have the time in the world i would i think the energy of the film is still very noir oh yeah yeah. i guess you guys will see when it's out if yeah we're trying not not to spoil our yeah because yeah i'm trying to not say a single thing about the scenes Mm -hmm. i'm just like the house scene um but yeah i guess this will make more sense once you actually see it but um so yeah we shot everything i think the biggest challenge well, what was the the biggest challenge for you on in general without attacking anybody um i don't know how to say this i think for me it was having some people not understanding the vision that i had mm-hmm. and i think there was a lot of factors that played into this i, I just think generally we did not get along in general mm-hmm. and i just think we're not each other's type of people and i just won't be working with that person again and that's completely fine it is though like yeah. you have to work with people to know that you don't want to work with them again yeah. and i'm sure we're gonna have very diff- we're gonna have different lives and he's gonna work with other people okay so if you haven't noticed kim is talking about a very specific person so like on set we i think overall i think our crew was about 20 people right i would say like 12 like 10. It was oh like my 10. god, I overestimated. Yeah, that. I was like, um, well, there was not. randos sometimes. Not yeah, I counted like two randos. Two randos. Okay. So like between 10 to 12. Yeah, which is a lot. I think on our best day, we did have 20 because we had to have extras. Yeah, 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 in the dinner scene. So I think obviously you in a given room with 12 people, you will probably not get along with at least one of them. Um, hopefully not more than one because then that's Something I else? think for me, though, it was, like, the hardest thing because it was, like, a person that I absolutely had to put, like, kind of all my trust in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I 
was so emotional about it because I was, and we just had very different communication styles. I yeah. think he, I think it's fine. Yeah. Just say he, it's okay. He, it's, it's like, I'm not, I'm trying to be as respectful about the situation as possible. Cause I definitely don't want any ill will towards this person. I just think we are not meant to be partners. And that's okay. Like, uh, Oh my God. I just remembered that I worked on another short film. That's what I was talking about with the horror one, and you. The one with Devin. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. But you you talked about Purge, and I was like, okay, I guess. Well, because like that was my first experience, so I counted that. Okay, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. That's why I was like, no, I do. Okay, okay. It's like your picture with Todd Smith. Like I accept it as a part of my history. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, Well, before you go on that, I think, yeah. Okay, hold on, because. (laughs) I think also on my set, usually directors have like their own camp, right? They usually have like their own screen so they can see what the camera is capturing. I did not have that luxury. Which you probably won't if you're having, if you're making a short film. You like, I give 90% chance you will not have your own screen. Although next time I do a short film, I am making it a priority. Like because (laughs) of this experience. And I don't, and I just feel like it's good practice in general as a director. Because right now I kind of, have no idea what my film looks like and that literally keeps me up at night you know there's only so many times you can explain yourself i guess yeah if there's comes a point where you're like this person is not going to understand my vision and if this was a professional environment fire them but in this situation every person is like again we're talking about like if you're the director writer whatever this person is giving their time to like help your vision come mm-hmm. true for free and they're giving their time mm-hmm. and so you don't really have the luxury of quote-unquote firing people or you know telling people you don't want them to like do it because you really can't spare any extra hands yeah. um, and I think that's what made it more harder so yeah that's pretty much all that glitters we can't really say much about it again because it's not out yet um, so we'll probably go more in depth about it once it's out because then we'll have everything like we'll Things will resurface in our brain. Yeah, because right now I'm like, I have been, I haven't seen anything about no. that film in like a year. No, neither have I. We literally couldn't even remember the names. Like that's the how yeah. unfresh in our brain it is. So we have some tips and tricks. Uh, kind of just things that we've learned um, that if this is your first experience making a short film, you definitely need to know. Um, and it's things that I wish I would have known. Um, things that Kim wishes she would have known. Uh, that... A lot of things you won't really learn until you experience them. Like we could say them to you a thousand times, but until you experience it, you're really not going to learn it. Yeah. Like you literally have to be in the moment to understand what we're talking about. But yeah, that's definitely another thing is like, no matter what type of advice you get, you kind of just have to do everything on the fly. Yeah. You're just making it up as you go. Literally. So the first one is come up with a concept. So these are kind of in steps. Some are not. Um, so a lot of people are always like, oh, I want to make a short film. Here's my idea. And I'm like, okay, so write it. Mm-hmm. Because I, someone said this, don't know who said this, but they were like, an idea is just an idea until you put it on paper. And like, even if it's just, because my writing process is all over the place, but like sometimes I literally have to write it out on my notes app to even start thinking about it deeper. And then like just making an outline of what you want to happen, making motivations for each of these characters. And like, I could do a whole other thing on writing, but like, just getting it on paper is the most important thing because once you have it on paper, you can show it to people and be like, okay, I mm-hmm. want to make a short film. This is the short film. And so if you don't have that and you just come to people with an idea, it's not really as tangible. Yeah. 
I feel like maybe how at least how I deal with it is I have the concept right and then I think that for me everyone's processing be different yeah. but I start with the characters and yeah, like yeah. the motivations of the characters like at the beginning of the movie we're this place at this character and at this at the end of the story we're here with this character yeah. how do we get from point a to point b yeah same i bet i and love... kind of like a middle point for like the climax especially mm-hmm. if it's your main character what needs to change in yeah. order for that change to happen yeah yeah, yeah. because for i think for me like the if the characters aren't interesting and if like for i love character driven stories more than like situational stories i mm-hmm. think um so that's why i like like kim said like i start with the character and then put them in a situation that this person would not usually be in so like i learned this in one of my screenwriting classes but it was like take people that don't go well together and then put them in like a crazy scenario or like a weird scenario that they would not usually be in so like for example um what's like a well-known movie let's do knives out so knives out like it's a little it's just a little family that like they are it's just a family old that money. has problems with each other you yeah, know an old money family yeah like that's nothing new however their grandpa is quote-unquote murdered and now they have to find out who keeps the money so like you're putting these characters knives out is a very character driven movie and it has like 10 characters and it still works and you understand each character's motivations yeah and like if you start with the characters, then the story will just come along. And, like, you need that concept again because that's kind of, like, what And it'll help you with, like, dialogue and how they interact with each other, why they're interacting the way they do with each other. And I think that also helps to make kind of, like, a mini character analysis, like, the relationship between two characters that they're going to be, like, interacting a lot. Yeah. At Uh, least starting off. I don't know. Everybody's process. Yeah, and again, every story is different. Like, this might not apply to you at all. Yeah. And you just have to deal with it as it goes um but for in terms of short films um i've seen short films where it's like one thing happens and it's like in a span of three minutes mm-hmm. um there's no dialogue amaze me yeah because i could never i no. love a narrative yeah and so i literally breathe and live for narrative me too i don't think i, I no short film that i've made has been less than like even the one that we made the one that we made with Devin that i blocked out like it was supposed to be like five minutes and I literally kept adding like backstory and like context. I was like, okay, but this character's relation, I was, they were like, it's literally not that deep. And I'm like, but if you make it that deep and you show it in context clues, mm-hmm. it will come across and it'll make your short film better. So it is that deep. I say to those people. Um, it's as deep as you want it to be. Period. Um, this part is important. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just say that real quickly, but um adapting a short story like let's say some people are just not writers and that is literally 100% fine me <laughs> yeah it's fine and there's so much content for you to make like you can still be a successful filmmaker and not have like original stories and also what is it you said like there's not even and like or any there's only how many there's original? 36 plots yeah in the world like yeah. uh, they say and so you could just take one of them and run with it or like there you have a friend who writes or there are literally like hundreds and thousands mm-hmm. millions of short stories out there that you can adapt um exactly and also like some people write and they don't want to direct yeah and so, so um just a little resource that i have is stephen king on his website has like a list of short stories that he has available for a dollar um so you can purchase the you know, oh, wow. it's not the rights it's like you can purchase like a permit to film it um, and the only rule is that you have to send him a copy. 
which so is fun. so cool. Yeah. So if you're into like horror, I summer cool. thriller. I didn't know yeah. you did that. I don't know if it's a dollar or a penny, but it's it's like super cheap. Like he, mm-hmm. it's for students. And so um, if you want to make something that has a name attached to it, because it also makes it more discoverable, because it's like an adaptation of a Stephen King story. Um, you can do that. And I th- I'm sure there's other authors that have some kind of program like that. Um, but yeah, just look around and there are stories out there. Um, and then the main thing that we wanted to get with this little tip was the less characters and settings, the easier your life will be. Yeah. That's I- just like the biggest thing I was telling people because I was like president of the yeah. film and television, co-president of the film and television club. And I would always tell people, I would be like, I know you want these crazy sets and you want to do all of it, but I'm so sorry. You're going to need to boil it down for right now. Yeah. And it's not to say like you can't do the same story, but with what you originally intended later in life. And if if you do insist on having a lot of characters or a lot of settings, pick just one. So like Mm -hmm. ATG has a lot of settings four characters yeah four core characters and two of them you don't even see that much it's basically two main characters yeah um whereas the short film that i made clickbait has i think like six or seven characters and the whole thing takes place in a house with like flashbacks and like flash forwards every now and then but it just makes everything easier because if you have a lot of settings then you you have those two actors and you can take them to all these places and it's very simple Mm -hmm. and if you have a big uh cast and you have it in one house, perfect. You all, all you need to do is get that cast of the house. Yeah. And that's it. But if you have like six settings and six characters, you that means you need to find a way to get six people to each of these locations. Mm-hmm. And that's not including your crew. So it's just, you you can tell stories with minimal settings and minimal characters. Um, yeah. If anything, it will make you get more creative because uh, you have limitations. And I think it just makes it either more, uh, it can be more character driven. I think, which helps your story a lot. Um, so tip number two, which I learned in one of my uh, classes was to create a budget. So for the two short films I made, I had like zero to no money. Oh, that's literally zero. I mean, it's like little to no money. Um, and it's hard, but it's lit- it's doable mm-hmm. because any you can find things around your house. You can ask people for things. You can go to the Dollar Tree, the 99 cent store, and they have things that will make your short film look nice without spending too much money. When you start getting with these big concepts and stuff, uh, it starts getting a little more pricey. Like ATG, we didn't really spend that much money on props, right? I spent a lot of money. The only time I I, I bought all the stuff for the dinner scene, I mean the outdoor scene, because like we didn't have like plates or anything. Mm -hmm. So like I ran to Dollar Tree and we got a bunch of plates, a bunch of like cups, a bunch of fake food like we bought like grape juice to put as wine um and then we dressed the setup really quickly but that was nothing more that was like maybe twenty dollars hold on i created a whole budget for atg and i asked for funding from our student government so we had money um but did i keep track of it no because i what ate the most from the budget you know props clothing yeah um but the thing is i like to secondhand shop for like everything and my school has like a really real weird rule that you can't do that and i didn't know that i don't know because they guess they can't actually track what you're getting because it's not like oh there's no it's not invoice you know which like i get from like a business standpoint but it's like you can't buy alcohol at the thrift store like 
Okay. What the hell? Anyways, <laughs> um, I had a pretty decent budget, to be honest. Um, I think a lot of it also went to food as well. But yeah. I think for me, the biggest part was the wardrobe because I am very much particular about the wardrobe. Yeah, the, war the wardrobe is very specific. You will see. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to make videos about it once. It's out. Yeah, or like leading up to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I wrote, if you have $20 to make this $20 work, like there's no way around it. Like I, I, for the other two short films, I think I maybe asked my parents for like $10, I think, yeah. for the purge. But I just, I don't like asking people for money. So like for clickbait, all the clothes that the characters wear, I told them my vision and they got it from their own wardrobe, mm -hmm. from their own clothes. And so, and I think for the purge, it was all thrifted clothes. So like you really just have to get creative. You can't go to expensive stores and like get all these very specific yeah don't do a period piece number one don't even think about it right now basically for the budget you can make a lot work with no money y you yes i think people yes. always are like oh i don't have money i'm like it, you honestly don't need it you think just about the people around you also yeah. it's hard asking for favors trust i don't like asking people yeah. for anything um but especially there's people that are more than willing to help you a hundred percent um like with cameras like with equipment you never know yeah. who's gonna have what and also if you don't if you're sitting here listening like i don't know anybody that has like anything at all make connections on social media yeah you can find people on instagram you can find people on tiktok you can find people on linkedin that are facebook that are similar to you and make those connections yeah. and like network because at the end of the day that's what we're all here to do yeah is to create so the worst thing that they're going to do is just not respond and they'll forget about it and like you a month. literally will like i the first short film i made i the original people that were supposed to make it is not the people that are in the final mm -hmm. uh prod product um and i think it happened with clickbait too I, it happened with every single one of my short films where like the original cast and crew is not the ones who actually ended up making it mm -hmm. um and i think you just really have to keep going yeah um but yeah so that's budgeting very very important I, this is like one of the first steps you have to do like if you know something's going to eat up your budget get started on that because have one person dedicated to the budget and it oh, should yeah. be a producer yeah okay anyway so casting um i okay so the thing i wrote was like it's okay to cast friends but also look in other places and then i was watching this other thing and it was like be sure to go for auditions blah blah and i'm like Yes, absolutely. If you like have no one for it, do it. But I also think working with an entire group of strangers when you don't know what you're doing is kind of risky, especially because like, like I'm glad the first two short films I made were with people I knew. Mm -hmm. Because if I had gotten actors or whatever, people that actually wanted to work in this, I truly do not think they would ever want to work with me again because those two short films were a disaster. And But I'm glad they were my friends because they knew how I think. They knew they just know me and so yeah. it was easier for them to i think understand. for like your crew that's more important i think the actors kind of like can be kind of whoever um, well it, don't, it doesn't really matter to be honest for your first one i would say use your friends just because it's for experience and it's not that professional it's not that deep you know okay i didn't have any of my friends as my actors. yeah but you had like a lot of equipment and like it was a little bit more professional mine was like uh -huh. a dslr that's oh it. yeah yeah and i don't think that's i'm glad that i used well they were just people i knew secondhand yeah. Um, now they're my friends, but I didn't really know them that well. Um, 
but I wanted to use like actors, actors for my first short film. And I'm, uh, no, that's just kind of like not a reality for in high school doing it. I think. Yeah. I think when you're kind of college age, there's more resources too. And I think people will take you a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. They won't take you as seriously <laughs> in general because it's still an amateur film, but if you go on like it's backstage, if you go on like backstage yeah. and stuff like that, you know, which also backstage is like You're hit messy. or miss. Oh. No, it's hit or miss. I've never used backstage. Oh my God. It's literally so chaotic because a lot of times people will show interest and then when you message them about it, they don't answer or like you'll schedule a audition. They don't show up. It's just like, Oh, I have not had good experiences with backstage, but it works for other people. I mean, again, literally yeah. just, it's whatever works just for you. Just try it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to try it. And a lot of these things are free. So, Period. and also just asking your friends, like talking about it with people is a great way to cast people as well. Cause I was looking for my Jesse and I was like, I need an older person. And I was talking to literally everybody, anybody that listened to me. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm making a short film. I need this person. Do you know somebody like that that could act? Do you know somebody? Um, and I found a couple more people that way. So just talking to anybody that will listen yeah. also helps. Um, Be okay. open to change. Oh, Very much important. I This might be the most important one. This is the most important um, one. Because it's never going to go as smooth as you think it is. And if you think there's going to be delays, there's going to be even more. Everything's going to go wrong. Nine times out of ten. I can guarantee you everything's going to go wrong. And, like, you're still going to get a short film out of this. Yes. It doesn't feel like it at times, but you will. That's what I wish I had known for my first two short. Well, for my first one. Because the second one, I was like, I've been here, done that. I know this is going to be a disaster. Mm -hmm. um, But I'm okay with it. Like, the chaos is fun. Um, Yeah. uh, And so I think you need to know that, like, everything's gonna go wrong and it's fine you will be very stressed but it's a good time you know i think okay so for (laughs) that sounded not like encouraging at all but it's fun so for atg um a a lot of things went wrong let me just be frank about that the biggest (laughs) thing that went wrong was a pandemic (laughs) so we were literally one scene away from literally wrapping the whole thing and then um COVID just kind of it was I mean nobody's dealt with a pandemic in this lifetime so um it was like chaos like people were just flying home to get home while they could and blah 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 and yeah I we kind of just when the pandemic hit in March it's March right now it's literally almost been a year exactly since our last shoot date (laughs) March 15th was our last shoot date how crazy is that um Oh my god, the day that this podcast goes up is Ew, it has scary. been a year since we filmed anything for ATG. Oh my god. How crazy is that? So from then until probably like November 2020 standstill. It was like radio silence. Like couldn't do anything. Like we had chats here and there, but ultimately there was kind of nothing we could do. And then I think around well, because yeah, like, originally we were like, we'll be back in two weeks and film the last scene. Yeah, that no, was it was mindset. a week. It was a week later. We had what? it. We, I had it booked, but then I was like, I oh, don't yeah, think. Yeah. I don't think we can do it. <laughs> well, that was very wishful thinking of us, but we didn't know what was yeah, going no on. Yeah, no one knew what was going on. Um, and so again, like 
everything went wrong. We had that scene missing. So like we did figure it out. Now I think we had to, I rewrote an entire section of it. Yeah, we had to re, exactly. That's what I was getting to. Like, even though, and it was like hard because it was one of the most important scenes. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to fix this. And then Daniel was like, let me think. And then he thought it and he told me, and I was like, Oh my God, I don't know how you thought of that. (laughs) But yes, immediately. Yes. And it's, I think it honestly makes it better to be honest. I I like it too. I like it a lot better than the original scene because it It, just adds another layer to the character. It also tells a story in a completely different way. It's the same scene from a different perspective, Mm -hmm. which I literally would have never thought of if there was no pandemic. And I think it, it makes it a lot less cliche. Yes, 100%. Um, adds a little bit more pizzazz. That's why I wanted to talk about that because I wanted to like add like and and that note on like a high note because I don't think if this had happened, yeah. we would have gotten a better scene out of it. So it's okay if things go wrong, if you if like a location falls through, if a person follows falls through, something it will. happens it, like, and it, it will, will happen. Don't panic i know i know we firsthand love, we love character development firsthand i know yeah. i panicked that was my first response panic rage don't, <laughs> don't do it me too for my first short film it was i think i gave up like twice yeah and then i was like wait no we literally have been spending weeks on this We're yeah finish it We're and i think as, when you're the, the director there's just it feels like all the pressure's on you yeah. to like keep it going but sometimes which kind of leads into the next thing you have to rely on the other people around you to be like hey i need like five to like breathe and i will come back can you like i need you to do this like delegating basically which leads us to the next point which is it's okay to enlist reliable friends and i think i wish if another thing i wish i could go back and it's like it's fine i'm just gonna take these experiences and put it into my next film yeah and like this is not going to sundance you know like no it's, exactly it's, and like it's gonna be a funny little note whenever i'm on like a google interview like whatever yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. we're just manifesting what okay? did kim do for it's like the, the one yeah that's, what, that's exactly what i was thinking about what was kim's <laughs> first film ever oh <laughs> but i i think what i wish i did was because i again i deal i have a really hard time asking for help a really hard time expressing my feelings i'm definitely a lot better now oh yeah um oh but, sorry that was too enthusiastic no but it, no but it's true yeah. i was a freaking tornado like, it was bad. I don't know how I still have friends from this time. I really <laughs> don't. Um, and so thank you to the friends. Um, <laughs> but I wish I was more willing to take a step back, I think, because I ha- I felt so much pressure as, like, a woman director, mm-hmm. as my first time directing anything. And I already had, like, other things happening around me that were making me feel not worthy enough. Mm-hmm. I think I got super defensive and um about my film you know so it was kind of hard to like let up the reins yeah which which makes sense because it's like this is your vision Mm -hmm. and it's hard to let go of that and let other people share it and add their own Mm -hmm. you know thoughts to it um definitely like at the beginning i would i would be someone would like suggest something and i'd be like no but now i'm like please suggest and i'll actually be like yeah or i'll think about it and be like I don't know about that, but maybe we could do that. Which yeah. I think is such a, it is a much better way to communicate in yeah. general. Um, and also like, 
just keep in mind that it's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. I wrote, this is a learning experience, not a Marvel movie. The more hands on deck, the better, no matter the experience. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes you literally just need someone to go get everyone water. And that does not make them less of an important Yeah. Like, because then the next day they might be directing a scene because you have to go do something. Like it's, the more people you have that understand uh, what you need to get Mm -hmm. done, the more smoothly it is to run. And this was another thing I wrote. I wrote, Working with strangers is great, but it also helps to work with people who understand how you think. And I think the example I'm going to bring up is All That Glitters because I had never met any of the other people other than Kim. Yeah, I had never met anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I'd met Darby, but I've heard about her like for two years, but I had never met her. And um, not to brag about myself, but I think that me being there helped because you I... You were the literal only person that could like talking down you. from a ledge also. Yeah, because like, again, when it's your first short film and you want things to go a certain way and they don't, it's hard. And so I had already experienced that horrible emotion because <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. And so sometimes uh, Kim would, you know, as an, any person would, react in like sort of an anger way, not towards anyone, but just like you're frustrated and that just comes out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started like scaring people so I would be and no one would say anything obviously because they don't want to like they're like what's going on and so I was I'm really scary when I'm angry yeah and I already (laughs) been there done that so I was I literally (laughs) was the only one who could be like you need to relax yeah because like and you do need that you also need the person who's gonna like tell you to like be real with you yeah because if not then everyone's gonna hate you by the end of it and that's not what you want exactly and so I think that's why I really, really encourage working with people that already know you. Yes. Because you need at least one or two, like a hundred percent, because if I didn't, I would <laughs> no. But because at first it was really scary how like the first, well, the first one I was there for was the bedroom scene. I had to clean <laughs> when I had to, I didn't know anyone. Right. And so that was before I had my meltdowns though. I was still, I was had anxiety, but the meltdowns happened. Like when was the first meltdown? Like, it started when we were on the outdoor restaurant scene. That's I when think, it started going downhill. <laughs> I think. Because we're still like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed on yeah. the first day. Well, no, okay. This is going to sound like I'm dragging you, but I'm not. Like, obviously, like I really don't care. Mean Kim needs to be dragged. Okay. So <laughs> I, well, this is messy Kim that I'm going to drag right now. That's fine, too. Okay. So we we had a scene in a bedroom. Um I, this is one of my favorite scenes. Like, once seeing it happen was so much fun. And I took some really good pictures. Um, That's like the only pictures from the set. Oh, really? I think so. Oh. Um, but so it's a scene in a bedroom. It's just the main character. But Kimball's like, oh, I cleaned my room. Like, she was so proud of it. And so we go in. And there was like one foot of square footage in the entire room that was like, um, that you could stand in. And I, like, obviously when you're thinking about it you're just like well one person needs to fit in here but in reality like six people need to be yeah in there. i didn't think about it yeah like it just doesn't cross your mind I so i was like kim six people need to fit in this room and she literally was like panicking because like again we had we had to film something else outside mm-hmm. so i was like you go and we needed some these light. two girlies come here we're gonna clean this room and so that was the first time i met kylie and marilyn oh wow so what we, a bonding experience. we bonded over the spoons on your floor yeah and your passport that i wish i could say i grew from that it was fun. I had so much fun. We rearranged a room. Like we It was literally a whole new room. I she got in and was shocked because the floor was clear. I wish you guys like recorded my reaction. No. I don't know why we didn't take before or afters either. Yeah. Like, 
Um, <laughs> and it turned out great. It looks like a living space now. And yeah. you will see it. Um, but it was, it was still fun. Like, I don't think... Yeah. I think in the moment we were a little, like, annoyed, but, like, honestly, it was a lot of fun. Like, I it, Yeah, it's always annoying in the moment, but then when you look back on it, you're like, oh, fun memory, and you made friends out of it. Yeah, yeah, they were both on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think just no, having people that n- know you, in conclusion, mm-hmm. for that section, because, like, you just need it. Because, like, when I was doing mine, like, sometimes I would get, like, you know, a little frustrated, obviously, and lash out. Mm-hmm. And you need someone to be there, like, knock it off. Because yeah. I don't know who you think you are, but you need to relax. Yeah. And so I needed someone to tell me that. Um, so that's important. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> it happens, yeah. Um, give me chances. Are you... I guess. Like, I think on an amateur set, especially, I think for me, because I didn't know some of the people that were on my set, because maybe they're, like, freshmen or, like, transfers, whatever – um giving chances to people to like show that they're ready because if they they come to your set and they want to help out as like a PA they obviously are more than happy to be anywhere because they just want to see something happen and be a part of it and learn something you know so I think sometimes you're more than likely to just designate it to the person you always do Mm -hmm. but I think yeah it's okay to try it out and if it doesn't just try to redirect them to defending maybe that's not a director thing maybe that's a producer thing to overlook and just be like okay noted that person should be maybe they should try out script supervising maybe they should try out uh whatever lights whatever because that's the whole thing is like people are just trying to figure out where they want to be yeah so rotating people is kind of like what i mean by that and having open communication being like oh if you like that definitely talk to me and like we can figure out a way to like get you more involved yeah and also like i completely <laughs> forgot what i was just wait okay hold on um i feel like giving this action i don't remember what i was gonna say because then you don't know like if if you if you're giving oh my god you're literally brain farting so hard yeah, right I, I think giving someone that chance and like building up and also makes a new connection for you. And then maybe that's somebody you could work on a potential future project with. Yes. What I was going to say is that ties into this is you can't do everything yourself. And I thought I could. Yeah. And I thought I could too. And guess what? You can't spoiler alert. You can't. Literally. What was it? The the little presentation I did. And I said that and you guys were like, Whoa. Oh, oh, Kim did like a thing for her school where it was her and uh, Katie, who was also one of our episodes. Um, She directed 1227 and they were just kind of talking about their experience and they were encouraging other people to uh, make their short films. And so I remember Darby and I were both uh, listening we were in the zoom call and kim was like oh yeah you definitely have to learn that you have to like uh give like delegate and kind of spread the uh responsibilities throughout everyone there and i literally like private message darby and i was like we love character development because kim like and i did the same thing when i was doing my first one she wanted to do everything herself she's like i have to go do this i'm like literally i can do that and she would not let me and i was like it's you have to do this yeah like you just have to trust that people can do things for you yeah 
but we learned. Yeah, clearly. we did now. And I think I think the reason why I was like that was because if it didn't come out the way I wanted to, I was just afraid of the confrontation that came out of that. Yeah. But you're just kind of well, we were that. too. We were all scared of Kimzilla, but <laughs> like it just had to happen. Like there was no other choice. Like yeah, exactly. But there was like a lot of different factors that were into oh, like the time. We're very, yeah, we're simplifying it. Yeah, we're much. very, there was very much layers. I wasn't just a mean person for no reason. Yeah, no, like no, no, there no. was a lot of things going on. And that was like, Kim Zella was very rare. Most <laughs> of the time, Kim was like just, you know, getting it done. And then there was only girl like, boss. Yeah, she was girl bossing. And then I think she only like. Sometimes I would just like, because I. Get I'm frustrated. Like, yeah, which, I, I like, would put way too much on my plate. And yeah. then it would just. then it spills over and then you made a mess and yeah (laughs) planning Um, it out whoa daniel was literally like my personal professor for some reason i just i don't know how i even learned this because i am a screenwriting major but i took a like a film class and i'm like deb if she's not listening she told us to call her deb i love her so much i also was like a uh, a, T, a PA, what's it called? TA? TA for her one semester because I literally love that class so much. Um, but she basically was like, uh, she taught us about storyboarding and overheads. And I thought that was like a very basic, uh, like. CSUN is very much a more developed film program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so when we started doing ATG, I was like, oh, did you storyboard this to Kim? And she was like, hey, no. And I was like, <laughs> Did you overhead me? What's an overhead? Yeah. And I was like, oh dear. And so for like the first couple of scenes, we, they, they still worked out and we didn't really have a storyboard or anything. But then like once we started getting like stressed out, Kim was like, okay, storyboarding and overheads. So oh my essentially, God, yeah. Another tip, take pre-production seriously. Yeet. I thought I could gloss over it. Absolutely no. not. That's kind of the most important thing because it'll make your production go way smoother. And like, it's easier to explain a lot of people are visual learners. So mm-hmm. like if you have a piece of paper that shows how you want things to look, it will simplify everything instead of you trying to word it because yeah. a lot of times people won't, won't get that. Um, so storyboarding is essentially little tiny pictures of each shot. They don't have to be fancy or anything. You can use stick figures. Just knowing what you want it to look like will help you a lot and it'll also help it'll you. It'll help your DP mm-hmm. and it'll help your editor. It helps yes. every literal stage. Yeah, and also it helps you like plan it out. So like, let's say you're doing a scene in um, a theater and there are a lot of scenes of the two people together. Let's say they're on a date, but there are also scenes of like people walking in and like everyone in the theater. You don't want to keep every all the theater goers, actors in that room the entire time mm-hmm. if they're not even in camera. So you start with the wider scenes and then you go to the last ones, which are the ones where it's just the two people. So the most amount of people to the least amount of people. But you won't know that unless you storyboard it and do a shot list and like really think about it. Because then you'll just try to like go in order of what the script says. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to relight and re... I was re- really bad at that. I was so bad but at that. But once you got it down, it was like so much more efficient. Yeah. So like, and I just think that is a very important skill to have. And then overheads are essentially if you took a camera and put it above the room you're in, looking down, what everything would look like. And this helps your set designer. This helps uh, your DP, like, know where to set up the cameras, where to set up the lights. And it just helps you. And you can, like, Google, like, templates. Yeah. Oh, there's so many resources online. Mm -hmm. But it also helps you understand how the characters move. Because you might have this scene where you're like, oh, this is going to be so exciting. And then you realize that, like, they're standing still for 
15 minutes and that can't work. So you, you look at the room that they're in and you can kind of have them move around a little bit. It just helps the scene be more dynamic and a little bit more uh, lively. And mm-hmm. so I think those two things definitely, I very simplify. Which I definitely but, think is like overlooked, and especially in short film. You kind of, you kind of focus too much on like the dialogue and like getting that done. You don't think about like natural movements to make it feel mm-hmm. like it's like a real scenario that's happening. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of short films, especially student short films look very like, I don't know what the word, like static That's not the word. I don't know, just like boring. Sorry, I didn't want to use that word, but like, because you don't really think about that when you are like in pre-production, but mm-hmm. you really do have to think about it because it will make or break your film. Mm-hmm. Um, even the most, like you could film it with an iPhone, but if you have these like skills down, it could look very professional. There's been professional movies shot on iPhones. So like, you can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, I don't have equipment. Like literally film That's it with true. Your phone. That's why I allowed myself to buy this iPhone 11 because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to record something on it. And also like when we did our, uh, the scene, uh, one, I think it was the last scene of all that glitters and Kim was trying to explain because we had to do camera that day. And so Kim was trying to explain like what she wanted it to look like. I was like, okay, let's do it with my phone. And so we recorded the entire scene through, not with the actors, just like Kim going through it. Like we blocked out the scene with my phone and it helped so much because like you can see exactly where the camera needs to be. And I don't know, it just helps shooting it with your film, too, with your phone too. Um, it helps explain to the, your actors where they need to be and when the camera's going to see them and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so plan it out. Please, please plan it out. I'm literally begging you. It will save you so much trouble. Um, and another thing that will save you a lot of trouble is to feed your crew. <laughs> so I... My first short film did not provide food. Big mistake. Oh, really? Well, because I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and so, like, I think... You're like, oh, people eat? What's yeah, going one on? time I, got, I, brought, I brought pizza. It was, like, towards the end because I was like, this is out of control. I don't know what I was thinking. But I was also, like, a junior in high school. I didn't have money. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know you think that that's, like, something that can be skipped. And no, it is not. Because if everyone's hungry and everyone's in a bad mood, nothing's going to get done. But if everyone's fed and everyone's in a good mood because they just had, like pizza even you literally get a little caesar's pizza and it's disgusting but like they'll be fine pizza is your best friend yeah and so i think you need <laughs> even on professional sets i'll see like memes from like professional like film tiktok <laughs> yeah. and they're like oh pizza and I'm Honestly, like, i love pizza i'm not I will, mad about it yeah i will take a slice of cheap little pizza any day <laughs> um but yeah so feed your crew i even if it's just snacks or like you're like hey something from my kitchen i don't know if you're filming your house anything just please feed them Mm -hmm. um and then the last one we have written down um i put follow through with your promises okay because and i think this just helps like with just being a good person overall i think something that i'm i think you should do maybe maybe making your producer do this or like i mean it's definitely a conversation you should have with your producers like what is going on so you have somebody to keep you on track you know what i mean um, but a lot of times people are volunteering their time for free or working for reels, credit, or just like playing experience. Um, and just making sure that you follow through with your promises, I think will only come back to you in positive ways because sometimes like when you say things, you kind of forget about it, but that person that you told won't forget about it. Mm-hmm. So if you say that you're going to have crafty that day, food that day, and you don't, then some of you are like, well, <laughs> Yeah, I re- I remember like we would be filming like I'm still talking about all that glitters, but like you would have told someone something 
and then they show up to the set with it and you're like so impressed because you like forgot like a lot of times marilyn would like she would like bring something or like she thought of some makeup idea and you're like literally i forgot that needed to get done yeah. but like that's what that person is thinking about that's like the only marilyn thing was literally about. game changer yeah honorary producer yeah that ass um so I just think, yeah, like him said. Marilyn was also, pre- I didn't know Marilyn before this movie, and she was also really good at talking me down from the ledge. Yeah. She was so Marilyn good. Marilyn is so good at, like. Angel. Real yeah, Angel. I was so impressed, because I'm not good at it. Like, I'm good at, like, telling him to, like, stop yelling, but yeah. I'm not good at, like, dealing with, like, emotions. emotions. And so one day, she had a really bad, um. It was a breakdown, it w- like full on anxiety. It was weeks attack. coming along. Yeah, like I definitely had been suppressing it for <laughs> a month at this point. Yeah, and I, I, we all knew it was coming. We all, I didn't expect it to happen on set, but like in retrospect, it, well, it was gonna. To happen. be fair, on that day on set was a disaster from start to finish. Oh, we didn't even shoot anything that day. No. And like, I changed the doorknob. Like, I. It was a. F- Fatty mess. Yeah, and so P H A T Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember like, can I say this? like what happened? Yeah, Not, I don't like, care. Who did? But like, so essentially, like Kim was like done, and she left and started crying, and I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Because like I did not know that was gonna happen, and so like I literally nobody knew. Everyone was, was still in the set, and like you were outside with for like twenty minutes, like Marilyn and Darby, I think, and I was like. I went back inside and I was like, hey guys, so um, I think that's going to be everything for today. Um, it's just I didn't know you did that. Yeah, it was so awkward because it was quiet and none of them were talking to each other in there. It was so uncomfortable because like no one saw it coming, even though in retrospect, it was coming. Yeah. And it should have been. Known. I think one, because I think some people didn't notice what was going on. So once I like explained to people what was happening, because I did like yeah, after yeah. I was like just to clarify my actions, like this is what was going yeah. on. And they understood. And they were like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, babe. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry you had to do that." And yeah, I had a full on mental breakdown. But it was. Okay, I think though. that was like one of the biggest mental breakdowns, like definitely top five of my life. Mental breakdown. Okay. A hundred percent. Maybe top three, babe. Like Yeah, it, it was, was definitely up there. Bad. But then it ended up nice. Like we all like short shared stories at the end. Yeah, we went to Starbucks. Yeah, we had a good time. We turned it around. <laughs> I think Marilyn turned it around single-handedly. She literally did because I was not there. Because I you were stop sobbing. I like, left. Couldn't breathe. Like, yeah, not, like, like gasping for breath. <laughs> so I left. <laughs> was like hey guys hey besties we're not filming today <laughs> hey um, and i like basically like dismissed the class um and i went back outside and they were like laughing i was like Dude, what did i miss guys but, yeah like Marilyn handled that perfectly um, yeah so see, see what i mean like, like Marilyn was like leading and then darby was like assisting yeah like, it was, <laughs> like cheerleading yeah, yeah she was like egging on like the the positive energy and mm-hmm. i was like this is this is what i needed because I think in, like, that moment, I just needed to, like, somebody to, like, confirm my feelings because I felt like I was, like, I kind of felt crazy, to be honest. Because well, I, did, I didn't really, because I was trying not to make it a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it was. And I tried not to, like, talk about it. And that was, like, my biggest fault. Not a good and plan. I just needed somebody, to, people to confirm, like, my feelings were valid and... Mm-hmm. I wasn't like being rash or anything. I mean, in that moment, I was being rash, but overall, not really. Honestly, like, really, I'm honestly surprised you kept it in that long. Honestly, same. Because honestly, same. 
Well, first of all, I didn't even notice what was going. Can we even talk about this without saying what was happening? No. No. Okay. Anyway, well, I didn't really notice what was going on. Um, I don't think anybody did to the. No, because like that's not what I every, really tried to water it down. You were, yeah. I was the only person experiencing it. Yeah, like no, yeah. I, I was like cleaning your room, and like <laughs> you were. This was happening to you, so like yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I just I think it's that's why I'm like. I saying, think it did clarify why I was being such a monster, though. Like yeah. once that kind of came to the light. Yeah. It sounds so ominous. It's not that big. It's not that deep. It's, it's not, not that, deep. that deep anymore. But we just water under the bridge at this point. But at the moment, I think for everybody, once I like talked through what I was feeling in that moment, everyone was like, oh, that's why she's being a raging bitch. And, and yeah. also once it was over, I was about that, to say once that. that once I had that cathartic moment, it was all uphill from there. Well, I'm at a pandemic, but no, that's what I was about to say that. I was like, once you let it all out, the next like other scene, like the rest of the scenes that we shot literally went perfectly. Yeah. Like, yeah, there were some like things that we can help that happen, mm-hmm. but I handled it much more efficiently. Yeah. And I'm like, also more, like, like take a beat. We dealt with the problem and like <laughs> there was no problem anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it was a good time. So yeah. Basically that also ties back into like having reliable friends. And I think following through with your, I don't know. We totally went off on that. Yeah. I was like, where are we? We're on the, we're on the last one. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, we went on a whole tangent. Anyways, I think just making sure you're, um providing the needs to the people that are helping you make your vision come true is like very much important and like if that helps writing it down because i am very much forgetful i very much will forget um so writing it down is very helpful yeah or like telling your producer hey uh i need to do this can you write that down and we'll get there or literally just tell them to do it and they'll do it because like a lot of times people are just waiting for instructions they're yes. just sitting there and you're like, well, what are you doing? But it's like you, there are things that need to get done. You just, like, you, you kind of forget that you're the one in charge sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I hope that answered any questions you may have. I know that's kind of chaotic, but that's what making a short film is like literally all over Honestly, the place. Honestly, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have any more questions, feel free to let us know on either one of our Instagrams or on our, our Hollywood Instagram, which is at our period Hollywood. Um, or you can let us know on our TikTok, which is at our Hollywood. Um, it's okay. It's, it's, it's improving. Happen. It's improving, I think. Yeah, for sure. It, like, I'm working towards it. Uh, I just, I didn't want to do, like, TikTok clips, but honestly, TikTok is where it's at, whether we like it or not. That's true. And I, so that's what we're doing. Um, what else do I need to plug? Oh, it's because usually we get the guests to plug, but there's oh, there yeah. nothing else to plug. Mm. oh the youtube channel so our hollywood on youtube um i'm gonna start i think only half of season one is on there so far um everything else is going on there there are a couple episodes left out due to like recording problems when we were making them but other than that the majority of uh, our episodes will be in video format on our youtube channel so if you are a visual learner (laughs) and you want to see our outfits because honestly we theme our outfits a lot of the time you definitely do yeah, I think about it really Like, hard. you have, like, a t-shirt for, like, every occasion. It really yeah. Every time he opens the door, I'm like, oh, wow. I have a cabinet, like, a literal dresser full of just t-shirts. Yeah. So, yeah. I gotta put them to good use. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah, keep up with us on Instagram mm-hmm. to know when ATG comes out. It's really our baby. It's, it, yeah. It's really... It'll be awesome. Labor of love. 
blood, sweat, and tears. And anger and rage and frustration and joy and hormones. Hormones. I don't really... All kinds yeah. of hormones. Levels to it. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. No, we're taking a break. Next yeah, week. I was like, wait, no, we won't see you. We'll see you the week after that because it's spring break. Well, at least for me, it is. I'm, I'm spring break all the time for me. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs>